Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration. Welcome to Local Love. We do this show live every Tuesday, right around 9 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch. That's a twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. If you're watching on Facebook, I mean, I guess you can do that if that's really what you got to do. But head on over here to the Now Space. Join us in the real. You see the chat that uh, is overlaid on the screen. That is from Twitch. Um, and let's see. Tonight after the show, uh, it'll be the first week where we're doing this. We're going to, instead of trying to do the crazy, because my mind's so fried after doing all the Tuesday stuff, we're just going to DJ after the show. Uh, Chip will be uh, DJing first because my mind is yes. fried and I can just sit there. 
Um, and thanks everybody for tuning in to Down Ballot. Also, an hour and a half before Down Ballot, I played some tunes because Chip's controller's here, and I was like, oh, all the buttons work. I'm going to use this thing. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, and podcast listeners, thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast and follow all the other shows. I'm Producer Dave, and you can find me damn near anywhere. I am Chip DeVille, and you can find me here every single Tuesday. And eventually, other places on other nights of the week. Because I'm starting to get gigs again, people. Hell yeah. Um, other than that, Instagram is probably a suitable place to find me. Um, and I and I still have a Facebook, but it's mostly to keep in touch with my grandmother. Um, you know. Anyway, who are you, sir? <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you who I am. Wait, you got to turn am, your volume down I, a little bit as you're telling us, though. Just like, sure. Like a I am a man who is... Uh, wanting to thank the Ruffies for uh, making uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, yeah play that last part on the, the Ruffies Thriving Mob song. That was pretty oh, cool. cool. That, I didn't know you were on the keys on that song. That's great. That's awesome. But my name is Juan Maserati. I'm a keyboard player for Rebels Camp and Low Sim Providers and also co-host here on the Local Love Show. Yeah. by NPR and uh, ABC News. fantastic fantastic we did run some abc news earlier tonight on down ballot um so i didn't make a drink during the break because down ballot ran kind of late and i was up against it but that's fine episode that that was a good episode i mean it's that show's getting better and better and honestly the the metrics on it are getting better and better we're almost to the point on the metrics on down ballot we'll all get some information about like are people listening locally is it people that are listening to our other podcasts that kind of stuff we're not quite at that point I get detailed metrics for um, uh, the intellectual dollar tree and the Plex from our metrics provider, but there's not enough uh, traffic quite yet to down ballot to get that kind of metrics. And local love, local love's quite a ways away from there. Yeah, we're, we're struggling. <laughs> we're struggling. So, so share the stream, like spread the word. Uh, the the live audience has been sticking around more and more for local love, but I think it's because we've tightened up the format a little bit, and because uh, putting it after down ballot was a really good idea. So I'm going to play another song while I make a drink. And when I come back, I'm actually going to give my thoughts on this uh, piece of gear that's been at my place for about 24 hours. Ooh, talk about what I like, what I like about it, what I don't like about it. Um, and just kind of compare and contrast it with the Pioneer DDJSX I usually play on. So uh, Love to hear. we'll be right back. This is Phil Johnson in the Roadside Attraction. This is the Uprising of 1244. There once was a king who ruled over his kingdom with a benevolent hand at the will of the folk. And every magazine covered every item he sported. His comportment was perfection from sock to morning cloak. But then one dark day, He wore a plaid shirt with hot pants And chants for removal from his throne were soon spoke T'was the fashion uprising Uprising. of 12.44 When they took down the king Because he dressed like a Dress 
Look to the citizens from Miss Terrace In a Tampa XFL jersey Fedora up on top Proclaiming he was better Than an emperor with no clothes We prefer your fleshy hoes They yelled in those janky ass flip flops They cheered and they yelled They called for resignation The king just waved them off And walked away in vintage crocs This was the fashion uprising They knew their little village would never see progress With a king who looks like the floor At a Ross, dressed for less, dressed for less They yanked him from his throne And chained him in the town square Where children stared at his mullet hair And juicy velour track wear They gave him an ultimatum To give them all some hope A three-piece double-breasted pinstripe Or else the hangman's robe T'was the fashion of a rising Give up my sweater vest And I shall not Give up my parachute pants My bedazzled cravat Will never be oppressed My romper fits so tight And it shows off my ass He said I Give up my sweater vest And I shall not Give up my parachute pants My bedazzled cravat Will never be oppressed My romper fits so tight And it shows off my ass And the crowd rushed in With knives and scissors drawn To cut away the disarray And force a denouement Till he stood there Just a naked man Like a broke co-ed with an OnlyFans And the crowd said Dear God, we made a huge mistake And we know we're not supposed to body shame But now we can't unsee this atrocity The fashion
Phil Johnson, the roadside attraction, the fashion uprising at 1244. I'm never not impressed every time that guy sends me something, honestly. Like, I like not only does he know comedy, but he knows fucking audio. Like, like comedy music, <laughs> when I see, if I'm at like a comedy show and I see somebody with a guitar, I usually am like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not funny and you can't play the guitar. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's only, there's only a few people out there that are, that are funny and can play the guitar and usually it's neither and they try to do the gimmick thing but this guy i feel like phil was probably a musician first and then he just like probably like a class clown yeah, yeah and yeah. a musician yeah yeah i feel and like then, he was like, probably go ahead then once you once you kind of realize that they i don't know I, at least that's me speaking from my personal experience i'd imagine he's somewhere similar yeah it's super impressive so we don't actually get to like talk about this much, but we're going to both basically review a piece of gear here. Um, gear breakdown. So um, we've chip bought a <laughs> rain one. It's a, a controller for Serato and it's uh designed for like battle style DJs, uh, hip hop DJs and uh, go, go ahead. Tell us what you liked about it, what you like about it and then what you don't like. So the main appeal, I guess to me, sorry, I'm having like a total asthma day. Give me just a second. I'm so sorry. The main appeal to me is that I'm mostly a turntablist DJ. I started on turntables and I've and I've been using those for oh, I can't even count how many years now. Uh I'm afraid to, really. But um I I did it mostly just cuz like I had I had gigs. I had my first gig after the pandemic in in like Southern California and I wasn't I just couldn't travel with all my stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get to know this, and I haven't used Serato in a long time. Serato's changed a bit, um, so that's one thing. I I came from using Tractor, which, if any of you gearheads out there know, Tractor and Native Instruments is made by Native Instruments, who also makes um, Ableton, which is production software. A lot of musicians uh, use it, myself included. Um, switching back to Serato was mostly familiar. It's just like riding a bike, you know. You, you 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 get to know everything again and figuring out where everything is. Uh, overall, it's very very functional. The um the feel of the platters in comparison to decks, pretty cool. I mean, it's still not exactly the real thing, but good good enough. You know, I'll give the, that's pretty solid. Uh, onboard effects don't exist that's one thing that was a little bit sad you have to run those from your computer but that's you know. weird because even my eight-year-old uh ddjsx the effects are on the board inside the, the but it's made by pioneer yeah they kind of set the they i feel like pioneer really set the precedent for uh for like a lot of just a lot of other companies that were making gear kind of almost tried to emulate what pioneer was doing because I can't even think back how long the Pioneer mixers, just like the the four channel mixers, the six hundred. I've played on go. so I've played on so many busted six hundreds. <laughs> Man, when I started at like Cardiff, like fucking fifteen years ago, uh, they they had a I think it was a nine hundred. It was like a really, but you could tell it had just been abused. Um, you know, on this uh, particular piece, I see there's is that a ribbon control on the top right? Yeah, yeah. So on the top right there, uh, that. You can kind of you can like scrub through songs, which is wow. cool, but not necessarily is. I mean, 
I don't, I've never used that feature elsewhere, so I don't know how accurate other, other things are. Oh, I have, I have that on, uh, I have that on, I'll talk about, the, oh no, I can, I can, I don't like the, that, the you, scrub? Have to, you have to push too hard. Oh, okay. Uh, the one on the, the, the pioneer equipment, not just the DDJSX, but CDJs that I've played on, mm-hmm. you just kind of lay your finger on it and across and it can, it senses where your finger is. Yeah. This one, if your finger's like kind of a, a light touch on it, it jumps around mm-hmm. and like, I don't use it. I don't use it that much. Like the only reason I really use it is to like find basically because of the kind of music I play and the way I mix, I just find the loud part of the song. I see. And I want to, I want to make sure that it's not screaming hot loud or, super, <laughs> you know, I want to make sure that it's this more or less the same volume as what I'm playing. And so on, on the, I, I had to get used to more pressure on the, on the, the ribbon. See, I never was a fan of like scrubbing, even if I was like using my mouse to click along or, or anything. I, I'm I've always been a huge fan of just like setting my cue points. Like I'm I'm almost I'm I'm pretty anal retentive about it really. Like I want it to be exactly on point. Like every single I don't know, it's annoying when like my friends are sitting there like listening to me while I'm playing and then I'm like, wait, 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 I need to back it up and find exactly the right point. Um responsiveness responsiveness though of the cue points, uh pretty pretty instantaneous. Um, I really like, I really like those. Um, I had to, uh, when I installed the thing, I had to turn down, like the latency was at a uh, 256, uh, samples and I turned that shit down to like uh, 64 samples or whatever. And then it started, it felt right after I did that. Did you give it, did you give it a try with the, uh, platters or did you go CDJ mode? I messed around with a little with the platters, but I just, I mean, I've, I started on vinyl, but it, I just, I was one of the first people like in my music community to jump over. As soon as that CDJ 100 came out, yeah, I was just like, I'm just going to do this. I'm <laughs> like, I don't scratch like, and like, um, one of the things I didn't like was when you put it into CDJ mode, when you like, if you turn the platter just to like catch up a little bit, you have to like, you can't like just kind of push it and have it stop. I see, <laughs> you yeah. have to like, release you have to like turn it with your hand on it and then release once your hand is stopped turning or it'll just keep turning yeah yeah and it's like not like like the on my ddjsx if i just kind of gently push it it'll go like you know quarter turn or an yeah. eighth of turn and it'll stop no, I, that. I definitely get that see but when i'm using it i'm using it in like vinyl mode yeah so i guess it's easier for me to just give it a little like like little nipple twist and like it just speeds it up just like a fraction um, yeah, I, w- I mean, I was able to do that. I was able to, you know, m- match beats and stuff like that, but it just wasn't, it, you know, it, that wasn't a, a killer feature for me. And that's like yeah. probably the main reason I wouldn't, if I had that kind of money to spend on a device, it wouldn't be that one. I, I honestly, I have buyer's remorse. Um, not only because I got it in the first place and I'm not really one to make big purchases usually, but um, also Pioneer released uh, a moving platter deck before this came out, the only other like, the only other industry standard uh, was made by a Newmark, and they had spinning decks. But it was it was in the early days of DJing. Like we're talking like like two thousand seven, eight. You and, know, and Newmark does not have a reputation like Pioneer or Rain. No, does. no, no. Whatever the opposite reputation. No. <laughs> yeah, Newmark. I have is a question. Like, I don't. I have a question for to you guys. Yeah. Um, are there decks out there that you feel can make a, a, a DJ a better DJ? Like what, that? I mean, nah. Th- there's equipment that's so shitty that it can make you bad. 
true <laughs> so right, like right. I, if 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 the if that means the inf- like like when i when i played it um like i've played twice now at uh at um a dna since the pandemic and the the mixer in that small room is in such poor condition that it i i am less aggressive less confident um less inclined to less inclined to do the things that i do when i'm more confident in the gear i just don't like the way it feels it feels all spongy and shit but um if if you have a like a a piece of gear that works and isn't like garbage then no buying better gear isn't going to make you better like overall like coming from your experience using those other controllers and cdjs and then trying it out for that like now like would you say it was pretty easy to transition over to it oh yeah i mean that was that was it was just like the mistakes i was making was like thinking i could grab a knob without looking at it Mm -hmm. And like I was grabbing the mid instead of the base, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes it was, like a little bit of like retraining your muscle memory. Yeah, and yeah. Like the, 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 the mistakes I was making were things like that. It was fair. I mean, the other thing is I'm used to Serato, and so mm-hmm. maybe if it was a record box controller, I would have had a way harder time. Um, I'm trying to think of like, oh, I'll t- I'll tell you what I really like about it. It feels solid. It feels heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel like if I am rough with it, I will break it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's important. Um, that's like really important actually. Yeah. Like people don't think about that much, but like if, if you're, if you're going to have something that you're going to take with you on the road, this is a good one because it's, it's just feels like everything's made of metal and it's, it's good. The other thing I noticed is that where the uh, up and down faders and the cross faders are, there's four screws and you can pull that off mm-hmm. and you get to all of the faders. And so like repairability seems like it's really good unless you have to replace EQ knobs or something. Yeah. But then right. by that, by I mean, if you've like worn out your EQ knobs, it's it's time to get it's time to replace your <laughs> controller. Um, I like the crossfader; it's set um, super loose for you. It's yeah, it's specifically for like scratching. You can yeah. you can adjust it. You have uh, to take off that panel though, but right? Yeah, it's it's a pain, and like I like to I like to do the crab scratching thing. No, um, but I know I I like the way it feels. Like when I'm like you know when you'll you'll go one track to the other. Like when you're basically juggling the beats between two tracks, I like the way it feels for that. It's just that, um, like when I want to bring it dead center, mm-hmm. I like have to pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah. Versus like a fader that's got a little more tension, you don't have to pay as. Well, then have, you have the tension as, in the uh, in the volume knobs on on like channels one and two is like way more way more tense. Yeah, that's I uh, that I don't like, and and um, it's I don't feel like it's that responsive. Like not there's not a whole lot of like shift in volume really it's either like loud kind of or not right it's not and there's there's a on the front or there's that's supposed to be adjustable too when i read the thing but i um the other thing i like about it is the the mixer the mixer part of it especially the eqs it feels like home because back in the day like before like pioneer was dominant if you'd go to a show and the mix and the equipment was any good there'd be a rain ttm 57 there and um, that's what the, the the knobs and shit on that are, are rain TTM fifty seven, and so that that felt like that felt like four hits of ecstasy and playing a bunch of Paul Van Dyke tracks. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the we were talking, we both wish the outputs were a little different on it, um, just for practicality's sake, because there's no quarter on it at all, quarter inch uh, had, uh, like a guitar basically uh, cable output on it, mm-hmm. um, but. 
there is a booth on it, which is good because the Brandon's going to give me a controller pretty soon or a, like a mobile device that takes USB and there's no booth on it, which is fine. Nice. Well, it's fine if I just go hook up a bike party, right? Because I just have to plug one fucking thing in the booth. There's no, everything's fine. But if I want to play here on that, I, the, the main output is the same output that goes into the, the system here. And yeah. then if I turn it up, I'm turning everything up. Yeah. I and, was a little disappointed by that. Like it's, it's. I wish the booth would have been quarter on it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm. I'm just used to. Uh, I'm used to a lot of different mixers where it's like you've got every option. You got you got RCAs. You've got you know you've got your quarter inch. You've got your XLR. And this is pretty much just like XLR and, and two or XLR RCA, and then the uh, yeah that's it. That's it. I have a, I have a question about MIDI integration. Is like. How far as a DJ do you take uh, MIDI in, into the equation? These these devices don't use MIDI. Okay, they Dude, use they use a I, standard called HID. Um, but would I'm not sure what you're even asking as far as MIDI goes. MIDI is like a like an antiquated standard. If I had to run MIDI um, instead of HID, uh, everything would just be so much less precise, and everything would be so much less responsive. So I'm not sure what you're asking. Well, you know, from a musician's point of view, like, uh, you know, connecting it to like having it sync with uh, drum machines and shit like that. You it know? doesn't do that. Okay. Yeah. There's no like master tempo that it'll send out to another device. I got to make a musical demand though. Uh, just because one of the guys who helped me really step my game up was a DJ from San Jose called Itchy the Killer. He's won the DMC yeah. championships. He's he's just insanely talented, and he's Dirtbag Dan's DJ. Could we do? Uh, could we do? That's all she wrote. All the scratching that is on this is by Itchy the Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and great. When we come back, maybe we'll finish up our final thoughts on yeah, this, yeah. this piece of equipment. This is uh, all she wrote by Dirtbag Dan. This is also the most cynical song in our library. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> Alright. Check. Well, I should write a book or something. I should be a novelist. I would probably write a couple chapters and I call it quits. I've been writing battle bars, tell a bitch to swallow dicks. Even though I'm married, I still write like a misogynist. Listen, I don't have a religion to follow politics. I don't care if God exists until the apocalypse. Tell me which religion is winning and then I'll follow it. Genesis and in the beginning, I'll read a lot of it. Lately, I feel like I'm a victim of my own confidence. Blinded by my visions of Winning, I miss the obvious Live with the illusion that losing isn't a consequence I can feel my pride, but I don't know where my conscience went This is my attempt at consciousness Looking at these checks, wondering where all the commas went I'm trying to eat off my accomplishments I just need to find a way to pay my bills with compliments I'm the man if you acknowledge it My opinion's important to random college kids Twitter back that repost to follow this Fuck a bulletin, I'd rather hit him with a hollow tip Motherfucker. 
putting years in Living like I'm on a mission I'll be lucky if I end up leaving with a pot to pissin' Might get caught up with these snitches and get locked up in prison Or spend my money on bitches, that shit is not the business Listen, I'll sit and bleed if you stop and listen I can give you everything you need if you stop your bitchin' Spend all my money on them trees, that is not efficient Forgot to factor in the weed to the cost of living. Seems like my life's a walking contradiction Sometimes we're sailing smooth and other times it's constant friction You can search for honest conviction, sometimes it's non-existent The only constant in this business is what's not consistent I was a kid like you with lots of wishes I just chose to follow through with it and never lost my vision I was writing raps when we were learning long division Only time will tell whether or not I made the wrong decision On the internet searching for a sign of hope Suicide's a viable option if you could find a rope I've been treading water exhausted, I need to buy a boat I would sell my soul for a price, but I need a higher quote Some people ask me for advice, sometimes I lie to folks Sometimes I'm honest, other times I'm only trying to cope I'll treat somebody else's pain like it's some kind of joke Right and wrong and shades of gray displayed in my kaleidoscope I'm trying to get them hooked like they were buying dope Sample this for free to be the complimentary line of coke I ain't trying to sell you on a tire or designer clothes But I got that motherfucking fire if you trying to smoke Get drunk and scream I'm never dying broke I'm lying though I'll fucking probably end up dying broke Thank the lord and the devil in my line of notes Life's a bitch, grab her by the throat That's my final quote And that's all she wrote Put your hands round her motherfucking neck, baby That was all she wrote by Dirtbag Dan. Uh, your that was a good little segue or a little break between the review. The one last thing I wanted to say about uh, this controller, this Rain One, um, that I thought the headphone the headphone amp is weak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's I just I mean like whatever. It wasn't. It, it it's not weak for this room that I'm in, but I would have a hard time on it, like on a big system. The other thing I don't like is when you go to cue the master, no matter what I was doing, the, the song that wasn't playing was just louder than the master. And so you like, you can't just tell it to give you the master and what's not playing like both at full volume. Yeah. You can't isolate separately or no, just both at full volume Mm -hmm. spitting through the headphones, like on, on, on pioneer mixers, you hit the master button. 
and it's just the master. And if so, you get the master and the track that isn't playing, say like the monitors suck or it's like all boomy and shit and you just can't like, you can't single ear it or you just don't want to, you'll do a better job if you don't single ear it on, on this thing. It's really hard to judge the perceivable volume of the two tracks, one versus the other. Um, and then, then it forces me to like, look down at the, uh, volume meters on the mixer, mm -hmm. which I don't, I, tr I try to spend as little time staring at the mixer or the computer as possible. Yeah. And this right. thing was like forcing me to do that. And, uh, and the other thing, the way around that usually on these kinds of mixers is to hit both of the, uh, both of the channels and pipe both of them through the headphones. Yeah. And you can't do that. If I, if you hit the, the, the Q button to pipe one channel channel through the headphones it turns off the other one and it like won't let you just pipe both through at full volume which is what i would generally do on a mixer that i don't think has good like good uh, kind of cue versus a um, master like a program mixing and uh i would get used to it eventually but it's like you know i, I found myself like adjusting volumes instead of like while i was queuing i found myself doing the fine volume adjustment after I had brought the track in and I don't like doing that after I've brought, cause it just, yeah, it's you're, you're, it, you're, you're just gonna, it's just, things are just the volumes. You just get up and down and up and down. And if people have listened to me late at night, one of the things, one of the things other DJs tell me that I'm good at is just that, that volume just is flat. Like it is, you know, I bring in the next track and it's, it's just as loud as the track before it. It's never like, it's never cut. It's never too low or it's never like screaming hot loud versus the track before it. Yeah. And I found myself generally on this one for whatever reason, because of how it works, the track I would bring in would just always be just that little bit less loud than the <laughs> one I was playing before. And I'd have to adjust it up. And like, that would be after I've like brought it in, like flip the bass knobs or whatever. And it was just like, it would take away like that, you know, where, where the, when the transition's real good, especially like in house music and that new bass line comes in and the fucking crowd puts their hands in the air. Yeah, that part's gone. <laughs> that part's gone for me on this mixer. My other choice was to run it too loud. And then I just hate, I just don't do it. I'm just always trying to keep everything turned the fuck down. Yeah. Like all the whole, I just want everything turned the fuck down while mm -hmm. I'm playing. And then like the sound system turned that up. <laughs> like, but on this right. thing, it just, I just felt like I had to like bring up the, the gains on the channels and stuff. And I just, I just didn't like that that much. And again, I just thought that I think the headphone amp's weak, but it also may appear that way to me because of the way I'm trying to use it. And maybe the headphone amp is fine. And just the way that I'm trying to use it, nothing's coming through that hot because I of see. like what I'm doing with that program versus Q uh, mix knob or whatever. Um, yeah. For me, as far as, uh, as far as like the, the headphone controls, I just don't like having to kind of switch between uh the channels like the way that i have to switch between the channels if i'm like queuing something up i don't really like its functionality i i've managed i've gotten used to it so i can make it work but it's not an easy process um my other frustration is you know how like you can kind of you can control your crossover you can if if for to explain to people that maybe don't dj if you've got, you know, one song playing over here and you've got another song playing over here, you've got your crossfader, which is helping you cross between those two songs. But you can adjust the sensitivity for like where it is. So for me as a scratching DJ, I like to keep my shit tight. Like almost scratch, on off, on off, on yeah, off. Yeah, I scratch left-handed so I I keep that sound like it's going to be right here. So anytime I bring that crossfader even a little bit over, it's either going to be quiet or on. Um, 
Hopefully that made sense. Uh, but the the little knob that controls that shit is super flimsy. All these other knobs, strong as shit. That one, nah. I gotta constantly readjust it. One oh, time it keeps I used moving? at a yeah at a gig, I I I taped it down with gorilla tape just to make sure it would like move less. Um, so that's that was a kind of a flaw. Like the, you can, know what that that you know what's great about the the DDJSXs? Huh. Say you get you get those knobs. Say you have the the fader curve exactly as you want. You can stuff that knob in so it's flush with the with the controller and it won't move. Yeah. And then you press it and it comes back out and you can move it. Yeah, and like that's that. fucking great. That's nice. I don't barely use it. I just <laughs> I, it just mine just sits there like it's probably like people who are like butter smooth have it will have it a certain way where it's like brings it in almost like linear. And then you have it almost on off. I have it like halfway between because I do yeah. cut, I do cutting and I do a bit of juggling and stuff. So yeah. I do need a little bit of that sort of immediacy. Yeah. But I, if, if that, if I couldn't like set that and then just push it into the fucking device yeah. at a gig, the other thing I'd just bump up against <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> like if the crowd's going and you're going and shit, you're bumping yeah. against your equipment. There's like, you know, they're bumping against your equipment. I didn't even think about that, but I did adjust that because you had it set to where it was like on off on off and I had to adjust it a little bit. I don't know if it got out of adjustment or whatever. Uh, but I think that, um, I think that that's, I think that's their first one of these. And I bet that the second generation of this thing is going to fix some of the things that we don't like about yeah. it. But on, on the queuing, you played on my SX a few weeks ago. I yeah. don't know how you queue. But the queue just does whatever you want it to on the DDJSX. <laughs> yeah. You can just turn all the queues. You can light up all the queues if you want. Well, and I don't know. I feel like I feel like maybe just because because I I'm like a chameleon, I guess, with, with a lot of DJ equipment because I can be like blackout drunk and still figure out how to make shit function like. And anytime you're on, I would have made it easier. Actually, I should have got blackout <laughs> drunk and played on this instead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. I'm like fucking Neo in the Matrix. Like it just does you or you it think it does you are, what I want it to or do. You think you are. <laughs> I've listened back a couple times that I thought I fucking absolutely destroyed it when I was yeah. drunk and I was like, oh no, not so much, but I sure <laughs> had a good time. Well, uh man, I don't know. I overall, what's your like favorite piece of gear that you've like maybe like ever owned DJ wise? Uh the best uh, the best setup I ever had, like hands down was a pair of uh pioneer cdj 200s mm -hmm. and a rain empath mixer nice okay the best setup dude I, those uh, mixers are still like you can they hold their value man <laughs> like, uh cl close second honestly is the ddjsx that i have right now it's um because it just prepares you to go into any club you go into a club the platters are going to feel very, very familiar the mixer layout is yeah. going to be very familiar um but the problem with the pioneer deer gear in the clubs or my problem with it is once they put out um record box they stopped doing like they had a djm 900 srt mm -hmm. which is the fucking dope mixer because you show up at a club if everything's connected via cables via uh, ethernet cables at a club and the the mixer is a uh, an srt i just walk up set my laptop down plug plug the fucking laptop into the srt mixer yeah and it's just like playing on my sx they used to have that with the uh, tractor compatibility too right. like that was man i kind of miss those early days when it wasn't like everybody had a monopoly on shit it was just kind of like let's just figure out how this technology works and do it and man yeah those are yeah. some the what's golden the, age <laughs> what's what's the not that you've played on, but what's the the equipment that you've had in the past 
that you were the most disappointed with? Uh, is it this thing? No, I'm not. I'm. I. If I spent seventeen hundred dollars on this thing, I might be pretty disappointed. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I do a lot of weddings, so for for like the sake of doing weddings and like sometimes like having to go and do like a mobile gig somewhere, it's okay. Um. Still, I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely not happy with the price. I was also not happy that that like about a year afterwards, then Pioneer ended up releasing uh, their own moving platter version, which still hasn't been reviewed um, with the most positivity. But still, like I just, as somebody who mostly grew up with vinyl and wax, like I I like that I like that tactile feeling. I like being able to kind of feel where the music's at and where I'm bringing it back to. Um, so what's what's a, I'll I'll go real quick. So uh-huh. before the Pioneer stuff came out, um, American DJ American Audio put out uh, a precursor to what is now the DDJSX, uh, mm-hmm. and I had it. Um, I was very disappointed in the gear. Um, it was designed for a, a piece of software called Decadance, which was by ImageLine. They do FL Studio. Um, oh, I was cool. very impressed with the software, especially the way it looked. There was this one blue overlay for it that it kind of looked like you were spinning in an aquarium, which was really great. <laughs> but I went through fucking five crossfaders in two years on that piece of gear. And it Damn. wouldn't it wasn't like a standardized thing. You had to buy their crossfader. Yeah. The the platters were the platters seemed almost inconsistent in their response. Yeah. Um and the mixer i never broke the up down faders but i just thought i was gonna it just felt felt real bad um and i forget the name of the piece of equipment um but then the ddj sx came out and i pre-ordered it and paid (laughs) list for it and it was like exactly the thing i had before but good okay and the only thing i didn't like was serato because honestly because serato's ugly Serato is ugly. It's, when you look at it, it's ugly. It's not aesthetically pleasing. It is either. not aesthetically pleasing. That, yeah. But now, whatever, dude. Serato, <laughs> you at a glance, you have all the information you need immediately. I still, I st- just over funk. Well, okay, for me, I do a lot of mashups and like remixes. And I really, I'm, I'm kind of OCD in the sense where I really like my shit mixing into key. So if, whenever I can, if I can, then I like to kind of like get shit into key. And you can you can still shift different keys and octaves and whatever in Serato, but I had it MIDI mapped in 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 Tractor where I could just pinpoint the exact point where one song's tones mixed up with another, and and I miss that and I love that and I still use that. But. I bet there's I bet there's ways to do it on this thing. Yeah, the, like for me, as far as key mixing goes, if I'm worried about it. I just mix songs that are in key. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't mess with that. And the other thing I don't do is I don't do key lock. I don't like the way it sounds. I can hear it kind of granulizing the track and I don't like it. Yeah. Um, for the, like, because I don't do mashups. If it's a little off, it's fine. Because like when the next baseline comes in and you take the old one out and then like the horn going over, it isn't going to be like perfectly in key, but it's generally going to sound good. If you like are paying attention to what you're doing yeah. and have listened to your tracks before, <laughs> Like, uh, you know, it's funny though. It used to be that when I'd get new tracks, I would be like, oh, I have to like mix these and see how it sounds with my other tracks. And it would just be more about like beat matching and figuring out like what, where the programming was and where to start the track and where, where to bring the other, the next track in. Now it's like, 
now it's all about the key like because i could i just know now i just know like i i can you know i use the scrub to figure out where the breakdown is and i i just do the math now like Uh without even thinking about it i can just do that math in my head i'm like okay i need to start it here if i'm going to mix safely and i think if i'm going to be a little bit more daring i can mix here and then i do the daring one and i'm like this is just too muddy and fucked up because it's (laughs) not like what you're doing right like i make the like if I'm going to run tracks, if I'm going to, if I'm going to run tracks, I'm going to run them together for a while. And then I'm just going to cut into the other one and let that run and then cut into the other one. And if I start too early, it, there's just too much shit going on. <laughs> absolutely too much shit going on. Like two entire tracks running yeah. with every, even if you have the bass pulled out and the EQ'd a little bit, it sounds like garbage. You think it sounds cool when you first start DJing, but actually no, it's chaotic and hard to dance to. <laughs> and so you know now but yeah now i'm just worried about like okay this you know the 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 key readout says this but let me make sure you know i, I think i'm going to probably play it in and out of these five songs let me make sure they actually do yeah like sound good and if they don't sound good you know if i have to wait longer i like leave myself a note i'm like wait uh-huh. <laughs> most like my notes if but they that's say why i love the cue points where i'm just like because then i can come back to it later and be like okay so after after i hit point two i'm going to hit point six you know, because I know that like there's like a bunch of forgettable shit in between, um. But that's usually like while I'm, whenever I'm like giving something a fresh listen, then that's usually where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put a cue point here. I'm gonna put a cue point here, and also I've started to be able to like recognize certain points in the in the audio wave, like where it shows you the, the. What is it? Um, what's that thing called? sound wave there yeah the, the re- like the waveform yeah um like i've started to like recognize bits where i'm like okay i think i want to listen here but i'll still give it a full listen so i see what's going on in the chat here and somebody somebody we have a new friend in the chat this person this person's been it's your new friend oh I mean, it's my new friend hi devil pro- leap they're probably oh. they're probably already part of my cult of personality for other <laughs> stuff so we don't actually uh uh, dead we we were like really careful about copyright and so everything we uh, play on here that we're putting out on the podcatchers is like people have directly sent it to us and so we're going to play a music video but it's of a song that somebody directly sent us you said you like industrial music and i want to show you just the dopest music video by our friends james, james and, perry james and michelle perry <laughs> it's gonna be youtube uh, this song is called vampira it's about Vamp- Fuck yeah. It's about Vampira. Vampira came before Elvira and stole Elvira's shtick. And uh, Elvira got rich and Vampira sort of died destitute. And uh, there's a whole story about that. And Michelle, the keyboardist of this band, kind of got involved with Vampira's family. And when they went up, uh, when they were on their last tour, she visited a relative of Vampira. And so, real quick. She learned how to edit video while she was making this music video. I'm not That's lying awesome. to you. And this song is called Myla, the or Vampira, the Ballad of Myla. And it's so good. It's by Ashes Fallen. Ashes Fallen, you can find them anywhere. And I encourage you to spend your money on their music. Yeah. Make yourself a vision of fantasy 
Ballad of Myla, uh, R.I.P. Myla. She died in 2008, and she had her stick stolen from her by Elvira. And Elvira, like, like wouldn't do anything nice for her ever or anything. Fuck Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> I see Steve on Keys up in the chat. Welcome, Steve on Keys. I'm glad to see you here. I know you got kids and shit, and you were busy. But Steve on Keys was one of the original local love people. He when was. there was 20 motherfuckers yes. in this house, one of them was uh, Steve on Keys. Man, he, he survived Steve the chaos. So, Juan, I want to ask you, did you ever buy a piece of gear that you were disappointed in? Mm. <laughs> Looking around here. As he has um, a whole wall of gear behind well, him. <laughs> actually, there is uh, this, this joint here. I mean, 
He's going to show us a pair of headphones he doesn't like. <laughs> no, it's like um, it's this electron box. It's like it's called cycles, but um, it was supposed to be a standard FM thing, but huh. um, it sounds great. But there's a lot of good, I would say, presets on here, and you could do some tweaking. But it there's like uh, it's it's based on FM, so there's a limited limited uh, expandability you can do with it. You know, you can't really get deep into it like the way you can with like uh, analog, even virtual analog uh, drum beats. That's really that's really funny because when I was producing music, my favorite uh, VST was uh, Native Instruments FM8. Oh, here if you're if your drink's empty and you're making new ones, I, mean, oh, I wouldn't well, be, uh, wouldn't be I sad. Mean, <laughs> um, if you insist, but I was. <clears throat> I could make that thing sound like whatever I wanted it to sound like. It's like, I couldn't get that kind of fake analog sound that some of the like dedicated uh, VSTs were for. But as far as like making a pad or making like a lead or whatever with it, everybody was like, I don't understand it. And it had this grid and I was like, Oh, I understand this. This is like, this is like a spreadsheet. So you're, you're saying it's like limited in like what you can do with it. Yeah, it, but but you know, it, 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 to be fair, like their other um, products, uh, they're uh, they're really killing it. There's one thing called that just re- recently dropped called the uh, the Electron Syncat. You know, um, forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but uh, it's a pretty deep uh, piece, and uh, I, I I'm I'm checking out more demos online about it, and it's. Uh, it's, I think it's just like underground and uh, 12 voices. And it, it's a mixture of uh, analog sample uh, samples. And, and uh, it's really nice. I, one piece of uh, hardware that I bought that I was like really disappointed in. And you're probably not going to believe this. What? I bought a baseline synth by Dave Smith. And I thought it was just the most overpriced thing that I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> It was almost as much as the like the re-release of the um of the Moog Voyager. And, <laughs> whoa, whoa! And <clears throat> like it was fine. You could make like really fat tone with it, but the problem is the problem I had with it, and maybe it was just a limitation of my understanding of how it worked. Is if I was going to make a tone that was fat with it, I didn't care. It didn't matter what kind of waveform I was using or whatever. The tone ended up sounding kind of the same. Like if it was fat it was going to end up sounding a lot the same. Um, if I was going to make like kind of mid bass stuff where it was like kind of more funky, like, you know, like the, the mid bass and superstition or whatever, there was a right, lot right. of like, there was a, a more versatility there on it. But if I wanted to make that, that bottom end, it didn't matter. It just, it just sounded the same and sure. It might break the windows at a place like, you know what I'm saying? But right, it was just right. a very disappointing piece of gear. Whereas we had bought a hardware version of the Novation base station. Yeah, um, man. Like, yeah. like in like 1999 and it, mm-hmm. we bought it used for 170 bucks and I can Woo! make that motherfucker sound like anything on two oscillators, two filters and like a, and like an LFO. I can make that fucking thing sound like anything. And it was just such a weird experience spending $2,200 on a baseline synth where, it felt almost like the 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 power the powerful features of it weren't 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 what was being advertised. The powerful features of it were like 
being able to like make these kind of funky mid bass sounds. And it was advertised as this thing that would, the thing that would make you shit your pants because of how much bass there was. And that was true. But as soon as you got into that realm again, it just all sounded the same. Right. The novation piece though, man, it had some mad bottom end. (laughs) Crazy low man. Man. I don't know. Yeah, that was, no, it was, um, we had that and we had, um, (laughs) we also had a, we also, Oh, we had a Voyager synth that almost like only worked some of the time. <laughs> like a mug Voyager? Yeah, we had a Voyager. Oh shit. And it Damn. was it was the original. It was the second release. It was the one that had MIDI. But it like wow. it was so busted. Oh. That shit was so busted. <laughs> but man, that thing was that thing was super cool. And like I said, I bought this Dave Smith piece thinking, okay, this is like like a serious piece of gear and it was just again that 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 bottom end no matter what you were trying to do it just sounded the same and it was like okay that's great like okay i can make this bottom end that sounds like this but that's all it's good for i had plenty of other ways to make that mid bass better ways even um like i was saying that fm8 uh, virtual synth or um massive was good for like mid bass or massive is is a pretty sick fm8 was a better it was a better vst than massive if you knew how to fucking do what you were doing but yeah i was like super disappointed in it i I was just so stoked to get it and i'm just really glad i didn't spend more money for the one with the keys and that i bought the fucking rack mount one that was cheaper and then i was just controlling it from um just controlling it using uh using fl studio but it you know it came with like a basically a vst that was like a like a that had all the knobs and it was that was better i felt like if i would have spent 500 dollars more on the keys one i would have just ripped all the keys out of it in anger and like <laughs> ate them or i would have ate them or like i would have been hell mad i would have been hell mad you drop two thousand dollars on a synth and all the fucking every, no matter what you do at the bottom end it's just like yeah i'm like well thanks <laughs> dude some of like the, the crappiest gear well okay back to the new marks actually so I had I had bought a secondhand CDJ off of a buddy of mine um, because it had the U- it was one of those CDJs that had the USB port, and I was like, when that remember when that first got like introduced, I I was like I was early to the CDJs, yeah. but I was real late to doing it without the CDs, and um, one of the reasons was I was uh, a computer nerd, and I was like, well, USB drives fail all the time. I was like, I've had two USB drives fail in the same week. What if I was at a gig and two of them failed on the oh, same God, night? That'd be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I just well, so I was pretty, I was pretty stoked on it. But then the overall functionality of both, like the actual CDJ itself, and then like trying to trying to load something. I know like the technology has gotten worlds better since, but that was a big disappointment. The other one, and early, early on when I first started like DJing in public. Uh, do you remember that that hookah lounge that was over on First Street in Santa Clara, Giza? Dude, that place turned into Splash, right? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, that... it's a different place. It's in the Fountain Alley, or not yeah, Fountain yeah. Alley, but the other alleyway. I know what you're talking about now. They um, for so a while the... it was like a like a weird place where you could get toast. I'm not even kidding. I know oh, the place wow. you're talking about. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't uh... even avocado <laughs> toast. It was for <laughs> Gen Xers. We would just eat toast. <laughs> I guess we just wanted sourdough burnt. <laughs> Give it to me. Um. But I, I remember I got this thing because because I had played on it at the hookah lounge. And I think it was really more the feeling I got of playing for people than that I didn't realize that the equipment was crap. 
um, because when I bought it myself, I was so thoroughly disappointed. And if you look at this thing, it's supposed to look like an actual turntable, but um, but it's a CDJ. And did you ever play on that fucking rain turntable that had a CD slot in it? That's one of the worst piece of gear, pieces of expensive gear I ever fucking How played on. How long ago are we talking? We're talking like we're talking like it probably came out around the same time as like the CDJ eight hundred. It was like it was it was I think it was rain and it it the. Oh, it was just such a piece of shit. Oh my God. What a piece. I don't even remember what the thing was. It was just, I, a friend got a pair of them and was like, Hey, he, my friend wasn't like a, like was just learning to DJ and was like, this is like something new that came out. And they were like, Oh, you know, I was able to beat match on your stuff. You know, you want to come over because I'm maybe mm -hmm. using this wrong. And I was like, I was like, this is everything I don't like about CDs and everything. I don't like about records in one device. <laughs> I like that. That's it was at literally the load time. It took forever to like load the tracks when you'd when you'd when you'd so it would automatically load the first track, which was fine, except that it while you were while it was automatically loading the first track, if you would go through and try to like skip tracks, it would just sit there on track one until it loaded the first track. That's annoying. And if you weren't pressing the button fast enough, it would try to entirely load the second track before you could just keep. So you would have to like be hella pressing the button fast, trying to get to track eight and stop fucking spamming the button. It was the worst piece of shit I've ever fucking used. It wasn't mine though, but it was God, it was God awful. And then the fucking, the, it had like a, like a fake record on it and that was fine. And the response was okay. Like it wasn't so bad. And then except for like, I was just fucking around on it and I spun the record backward and it didn't it it did what you would do if you press the back button on a cd player yeah you remember the backward i was like oh my god I talked him into returning that shit i was like can you return this this is shit i was like i was like spend half the money and just buy regular cd players well still the best piece of equipment that i think i've ever bought is the tractor z2 mixer it came out in like 2011 2012 something like that and, oh, I've plugged my equipment and, into that at dude, an event. And it's still like, I mean, it's still like a, it still sells now. Um, it's, I, it's no, a little disappointing. I've seen that, that a million times. I remember yeah. when you had to borrow a CDJ from me or something <laughs> because you had a CDJ plug and, yep. and a turntable plugged into it. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. The good old days. I find myself saying that a lot lately. So yeah. outside of DJ equipment, I'm going to, I'll talk about some of the best equipment I've ever bought too. Uh, you're talking into one of them, one, the mic you're talking into. Well, hello there. Um, those are $25 at the Behringer XM8500 microphone. The only good thing Behringer makes. God, I fucking, <laughs> I showed up, I showed up at a gig and somebody like, uh, I was, I was there with Brandon. It was a long time ago and we had, people were like, oh, the gear situation, you know, we don't know about it. And so we just brought, we had, um, which is two, two CDJ at hundreds and, uh, and what was this mixer actually before it became a, a switch box over here because of the, the, the things it's seen this mixer over here has a rave sticker on it from like the year 2000. Okay. This mixer has seen some shit. If you were to try to use this to DJ, you'd try to press, do the up fader on it and it would just stop. And then you'd have to push stubborn little stop. bastard. <laughs> well, it's just it, actually that pioneer seven Oh seven is one of the best mixers I've ever used. But, um, so we show up and there, there's like some Behringer mixer and it looks like really complicated. And uh, the, I, you know, they had, um, it was like the CDJ 900 had just come out. So they had good CDJs and I was just looking at the gear 
he was like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I set up the sound. I'm not sure about it. I'm like, hey, dude, I will break your mixer. <laughs> He's like, he looked at me like I was threatening to break his mixer. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, no, you're, you've, you got me, you got me wrong here, man. It's not that I don't, it's no not that I, it's not that I want to, <laughs> it's that I will break this mixer. And, <laughs> and he looked at me again and I was like, this mixer is a piece of shit. And he's like, oh, well, it was cheap. And so then Brandon ran out to the car and grabbed the 707 and everybody played on that. The guy at the end of the night, he was like rolling. And he's like, hey, man, I didn't mean to give you a dirty look. And I was like, you're high as fuck, man. It's fine. He was like, your mixer is actually great, man. Thanks for, thanks for bringing the mixer, man. I like playing on that. He's like, how much was that? And I was like, you know, $600. And he's like, oh. I was like, well, yeah, you get what you pay for when you buy pro audio gear most of the time. Most of the time. I was like, it's fine for you to play on that at home. I'm not hating on you for having that mixer. He's like, can I have a hug? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at a rave. Well, now we know what he was on. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he was, he was fucking, fucking. <laughs> he played pretty good, too. He was like a new DJ, and he was hella nervous, and I'm glad that he ended up playing on a mixer that made sense. Um, the other things that I've bought that are that I'm really impressed with are uh, these focus right interfaces. I just can't. I just can't even. Oh, I just, I just can't, dude. Yeah, you you actually switched me over to that. Yeah, the uh, fucking this one right here, the two i two. Yeah, is the most popular audio interface to ever exist, and that's for a reason. It's because you can drop it. Do you, you have a two i two? I've got the I've got the four channel, but I've got that newer one. What is that? Like it's the six i eight or some shit they call it. I don't know. I'm so dyslexic, so like none of it really makes. It's the 18 i8 or whatever it's the third oh, generation so you've got it's um, it's it's so it's four in but then you can plug a, a another preamp yeah into it and got, give it more. Got, uh, options in the back and uh it doesn't expand like yours does uh it doesn't have the expansion options which i was a little disappointed about i thought it was going to but i don't think it does if it's 18 and you've only got four it has to have the expansion oh option. well then maybe i'm just dumb but which is very plausible um <laughs> but yeah, I really like it, dude. Like the the sound quality, the uh, the 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 what is it latency or whatever? Like every or well, the latency is like not really a function the, of the, the like. However, quickly, I don't yeah. know. I I'm mean, the latency, the, la the latencies. I mean, <laughs> but if you have a really shitty interface, okay, maybe the the latency is a function of the interface. But like the 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 boards on them are like all such that you can get down to the latency yeah. is going to be a function of how fast your fucking computer is and how much and that doesn't even matter anymore anyway because yeah. computers are so fucking fast now i mean we run this whole thing the system here runs at less than two milliseconds latency hmm. so there's like mm. nothing there's like no latency i just if I've, you pop on headphones here there's no latency like I've you don't hear it definitely used mine for like a few different like uh for like just podcast type audio uh or like doing uh just some like some singer songwriter type recording uh and i mean it's i've it has not disappointed at all i went from using presonus which is still pretty good yeah but man from going from presonus to that was a game changer yeah like and you can buy better gear juan probably knows about the apollo stuff oh yeah well you know i know of their quality their uh their architecture based on shark chips and universal audio is killing it man yeah, but you could buy the Universal Audio Apollo, right? But the thing about the problem with the Universal Audio Apollo is their two in, two out is as much as an, a Focusrite 18i20. And for like what we're doing here, even if I was recording bands in here, 
who's going to notice the difference unless you're going into like tube shit, you're really not going to notice the difference. So like, like, but I, I just can't say enough. People are like, Oh, I don't want to use a USB mic and I want to start a podcast. I'm like, by the focus right there. Like it's expensive. I'm like, no, it's actually not. (laughs) It's like, and I send them a link to the fucking two in two out Apollo for a thousand dollars. And I'm like, this is expensive. All right. Damn right. It's right. The two I two is like, 140 bucks if you end up having to actually pay 140 bucks for it 18 right. i 20 now it's expensive um because of the 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 chip shortage and stuff there's but a shortage of me when i when i got this one i was able to get this 18 i 20 for 350 and brand new and <clears throat> i have the octo pre as well that's more for some stupid reason because it doesn't it's the same device except without usb to connect it to anything but I was able to get the first one of those for 380. Um, unfortunately, the one I got went out like in the middle of a stream, and uh, the, I was uh, well. I was wondering why I couldn't hear anybody from Discord. <laughs> just plugged into that. But then I had to go to Guitar Center and pay List. They had one. Bro. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you know that the you know your price is a little high, and the guy's like, listen, we have one. It's hard to get a hold of any of this stuff. You're gonna have to pay List. I can't. Damn. He's like, I'd love to, but I can't. And so I ended up paying $600 to replace a preamp. And I just, I'm just glad they had one. But like, yeah, there's other equipment. Like I have a pair of KRK uh, Rocket Power RP5s are great. I've had them for a very long time since when I was writing music. Um, but I mean, everybody has a pair of KRK monitors. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else here that I have that I, I really like. Nah, I don't give a fuck about any of these monitors. This computer could be any computer. Um, yeah, I've been very happy with the Focusrite stuff that I've bought. Oh, and uh, the DDJSX, I've been very happy with that. I've had it for like nine years. I bought it the day. I, I pre-ordered it. <laughs> so. Well, we should play music. We should. What do you got? Uh, I'm always down with... Hey, Bay. Oh, it's by fucking. We should have Alvy and the Breakfast Pigs on again. Yeah, I, and I think they could like actually remote in probably because they're, they're. I think they're pretty spread out now. But we should have them holler. Oh, Drake's ordering the Ruffles. Shaughnessy to California. Living in 
six months I fucking love them dude i really do uh they had a show you know like a couple months ago in san francisco you know what i'm gonna figure out what they're up to oh chip how dope is having that big, dude big, i weird love this computer <laughs> like you, oh my god Juan, you, haven't, so you, good. Haven't, you haven't been here for a show since chip's got like a 22 inch touchscreen dude, in front of him now so much fun what? i fucking love this thing it's got its um, limitations. Like if you want to resize a window on the screen, you're fucked. It's 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 a little bit of a patience. Um, <laughs> it, it requires patience, but I I'm pretty good at it. I work in customer service. They have a show coming up on June third, uh, the Sweetwater Music Hall in Mill Valley, California. Mill Valley is a cool town if you're rich. Yeah, I'm not, but I will still go. I like that. We we could go there and like we could go there and just find some guy in a suit who's like hitting on all the women and they're all like rejecting him and we go make friends with him and he'll pay for all the drinks. That's how you that's how you <laughs> roll in Mill Valley. You find the nearest men's rights activist with a with a with a trust fund and you get them to buy all your drinks. Just like hype up their bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Dead will reap you're in Reading? Oh, you know why how you got oh, here? Really? I know how you got here. You got here because of Monday. Hey, what's up, Reading? Shout out to Shout the good out people Redding. of Reading, California, too. Cause every time I've been up there with the media wench, I've met like the nicest fucking coolest people who are like generous and chill. And it's a shame th- what's happening in your community that that maybe I'll leave maybe I'll leave it there. It's a sh- some of the what what we've seen happen in your community, it's a shame. It's a shame because it's beautiful up there and uh, there's some very nice people and I had some really good food and uh, yeah, it's just a shame what's happening in your community up there. Oh, I almost forgot to mention uh, as far as upcoming shows, I know John Rana has got a uh, upcoming show in like the most Campbell fashion ever. He's going to be doing 
a, a record release or an album release over at a street re- street light records over on Bascom. You know what's fucked up is I don't have a um a, a flyer for that because like I just basically like slacked off this this week was this, <laughs> it's this, okay like I just I phoned that shit in this you got you've got other shows every single night of the week yeah speaking of that where 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 are you where are you all helping me collect flyers excuse me yeah this is supposed to be a community <laughs> effort no I'm just talking I'm talking to both of you actually oh. excuse me <laughs> um I've got a wedding that I'm doing this weekend after this weekend I will be free. But I do weddings. If any of you guys need a a quality DJ, do I, you do the part where like you say, "Here's the father daughter dance"? And dude, shit? if you need me to be cheesy, I'll I'll get into it and I'll be cheesy and I'll do whatever I got. But like like usually people want me to just be fucking Chip Deville, which is fucking great because I'm kind of like I'm like a lovable degenerate. Like I'm like that oh, asshole we should, we, that you can bring home to your mother. <laughs> you know, like we uh. <laughs> Uh, the word "degenerate" has some problematic history. Uh, just um, <laughs> what just would you what would you recommend? Because I'm just I'm like, uh, oh, I, I would just say that um, I am um, I don't know, you're Chip Deville, yes. but yeah, like uh, like I understand what you're saying. You're saying that like you lovably problematic, lovably problematic is great. There we go. I also, like that. You're not even problematic. Like you're the last person I have to worry about on this show. <laughs> like saying something fucking stupid, <laughs> like uh, not, not the, not stupid, the wrong kind of stupid. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that. I like when you referred to something as a yesterday. word. Yeah. Yeah. We don't use those terms we don't anymore. Use yesterday those are yesterday word. words. <laughs> I love calling people out on that. Cause like it usually totally like derails whatever they're saying. Anyways, I was like, yo, yo, dude, that's like a yesterday word. And they like, don't expect you to come like, at them like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, they let's expect- just say that they say the gay f word, or they. Oh, they, that's like a way or, yesterday. Or, or, oh, the, or like, actually, actually, that them's them's. I might spend the night in the pokey for punching you in the face, kind of words. And I wouldn't blame you. Um, <laughs> but like, dude, I, I usually just I'll, I'll call folks out. I'll just be like, dude, that's a yesterday word. And like, usually they'll be in the middle of like some like dumb hateful shit, and then just kind of wait, what? Oh, it just stop. Oh. It. It's like, <laughs> and it is like, and it's a shame that that word was yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. like there were people yesterday who were like, like, why would you want to go somewhere and have somebody call you that? Like, like yesterday sucked. If that was a yesterday word. <laughs> oh man. Actors guild, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's the yes. that's, that's the right way to talk about that word actually Dude, drake's cool <laughs> uh, drake is very cool and drake to be honest shows up in the chat sometimes late at night and it's like i have arrived well speaking of drake he he did demand some rugby's oh this song is uh lovably problematic this song is about um Climate change and incest. This is Everywhere's an Island by the Ruffies. At least you've been there, it's gotten to the mountain. They beat up the others with axes and sticks. The great bear is gone and moved from the ocean for it rose up as one of their houses and kids. But that was a long time ago. Now you might have to marry your cousin. There aren't any left of us. Could be a monster. The blow of the heart, throwing off of the cliff. But 
that was a song about uh, climate change and incest that was everywhere's an island and you cannot find that anywhere you can't find it on our live or on our 24 hour feed the only where place you're ever going to find that the is podcast. by tuning in live to this show and that's because we got petty k drunk and made him send us the files like during like late at night you remember that we're like send us the album send us he's like all right all right all right and he sent us the album I don't. I, maybe it'll never come out, and it'll just be something you can only oh, ever hear. It's got to come out eventually. I think he's just like teasing everybody at this point. Which I mean, who can blame him? You know. So we have a guest next week, and I have no idea who the fuck it is. The media. Up, oh, oh, that's the wrong thing. The media wench told me we have a guest next week, so I got to open a whole ass other browser and uh, go to the calendar and try to find out who our guest is next week. Um. Everybody, hope 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 everything's fine when we open the new browser. Good calendar. Dude, Adam the Rain Stopper is like teaching people things in the chat room right now. I'm so that's, if you that's, are listening I mean, to the podcast, then you're missing out on all the fuckery that could be going on in the chat room. All right, you can so, interact with the show. So next week we have G Willikers and Doc's Black. I don't know who Doc's oh, Black shit. is. I mean, yeah, Doc's Black, a uh, local uh, hip hop artist, MC. He's, so. Also, there's so those people are probably going to be in the studio because G Willikers tech game. Let's just say it's not the tech game. Um, his internet connection is um, a potato, and uh, so they're probably going to be here in the studio, and that means fucking mayhem. But also possibly joining us next week to talk about his new EP is going to be Matt from Periscope. Oh shit! So. Uh, we'll we'll be able to we'll be able to just split it up run a little late or whatever so next week's going to be a good week here on local love uh g willikers up in the studio is great and that's great because the fucking bag of weed that uh fucking um john Renna that john Reno left me is almost empty and g <laughs> willikers has never come here and not left me with at least one bag of weed Man. speaking of weed we haven't smoked any goddamn weed we've been sir. just so busy like chatterboxing we haven't even had a chance to smoke some weed so this weed's starting to dry out and not be very good. Did you bring really good flour? I brought some better flour than that. Oh shit! You brought some better flour than that. I so did. check this out. We're gonna um, I we're gonna cut we're gonna cut the pot off and we're gonna DJ a little bit later. But we'll we'll keep the we'll keep the chatterbox shit going here, everybody. Yeah. So um, but we got to stop the podcast at some point here. Like people don't listen very long. Don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Um, spin, spin uh, that music. Well, hold on, hold on. So uh, this is this has been real, and it's been fun, and it's actually been real fun. Uh, usually Tuesday, I feel like the I feel like the the weight of the world has come down on my brain because I have to talk about local news, and then I have <laughs> to try to wrangle this show into something that's listenable. And tonight has been a pleasure. So uh, thanks, Chip. Thanks, Juan Maserati. Should should I like do the readout, or are we gonna come back? After this next song. Well, I mean, I'm trying. I'm tr I'm trying to have a moment, sir. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't ever get a vulnerable <laughs> moment from Katie Davis. It's, true, it's a rare. This is a rare, he's in rare form. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that drunk, all right. I'm actually not really drunk. Is uh, but it a hundred or is it three? No, I've had two cocktails. But oh. I think maybe one of the things we did tonight that we don't usually do was talk about like the the gear, the equipment that we use. We did way more of that than we should. But I think we should definitely talk about music technology a little bit more on this show. I like that. I think I think it's smart, and I think yes. that we have three very different experiences with music technology around here. And I'm gonna cry. Read the <laughs> show out. 
you, the yes you, have been listening to Local Love, which is from echoplexmedia.com, which brings you all sorts of other shows and podcasts. But this one specifically is for music lovers with music that is made by any type of musician from the Bay Area. Almost uh, any type of musician. If your band is one of those much. bands with like the, the, the red laces on your, 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 your docks, don't send us your music. And especially don't send us your address. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can uh, check out uh, episodes of the show on any podcatcher. We are now the number one thing that pops up when you type in local love. Uh, hey, do you remember when that show no that way. ended in 2017 would pop up before us? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I do. And people would be like, wait, that's not you, bro. Um, but yeah, you can check this show out. You can share it with your friends. Uh, or you can tune in every single Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific. If you make music or you know somebody who does, turn them onto this show and have them submit their music because every single bit of song that you hear on this station is submitted by the artist themselves. Partly so we don't get sued uh, and it just makes life a lot easier for us. If you don't want to hear our voices, but you do want to hear all the fucking awesome music that we have in our growing library of over 1,600 songs, then you can go to eplex.xyz and you can listen to our 24-hour stream of music where you can even... What's it called? when You, you can even request songs that you like. Um, I don't know. It's cool. Fuck with it. It's a lot of fun, and it's cheaper than Spotify. It's free for you, so just for you, though. Only, only for you. And uh, here's a song that we never play on Local Love, but that we play all the time.
Did you know Echoplex has a 24-hour stream? That's right. Check out our 24-7 music stream at echoplexmedia.com live or at eplex.xyz. Our huge self-submitted local music library plays the best tunes the Bay Area has to offer, adding commercial-free, well, except for ours, and even by request. Check out the player on echoplexmedia.com or at eplex.xyz. Bookmark it and enjoy it all day. Echoplex is very supportive of our local music scene, and we hope you enjoy the soundtrack they've so graciously sent in for us to play on our network. If you like who you hear, please go check them out. The names of the artists are displayed on the player at echoplexmedia.com and at eplex.xyz.